Welcome, race fans, to another episode of the Piscina Report. My name's Stu, and this is episode, it's season 21, episode 13. It's the Loris Reggiani episode, an absolute legend who spot racing, well, probably because he was pretty much snapped in half, but an absolute legend anyway. So here we are a week after Le Mans. What an incredible race that was. Was it wet? Was it dry? It was a bit in between. Who knows? Some people loved it. Some people hated it. But to give us all the goss and the lowdown, we're going to go straight to the man himself in just a second. Before we do, Andra, well, this is your second season now. This is the second time you've seen a race at Le Mans. What did you reckon of this one? I think it was my first flag to flag, though. That's right, it was the first flag because to flag. Because last year it was raining and they talked about it, but it didn't actually happen. Yes. That was that was crazy exciting. Um, yeah. Were you confused? What are they doing? Changing I bikes. Was, I was confused when Fabio pulled up and then ran through the garage. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Bike. No, but I was like, how does this work? I think I was messaging you guys a bit. I'm like, how does yep. this work? When do they do it? Then what happens? What yep. if they have to go back? And it was just, and even in Moto 2, I was like, oh my god, they've got to change bikes. I was like, no, they only have one bike. That's right. That's right. Nah, it was such an exciting weekend. It was and didn't have to get up in the middle of the night to watch the race because of the time difference. Always a bonus. Always a bonus. Bloody and brilliant. Uh, Mr. Mr. Pacino, uh, boss, how are you doing? Have you uh, have you managed to get all your notes ready after after such an incredible race? Oh yes, my agenda is full. First of all, hi to my uh, friends in in Australia and everywhere. Yes, <laughs> the and uh, Andra, it was your first flag to flag, but for a lot of riders as well, you know. Ooh, and Ruth. a lot of newbies. We have That's seen, right. Yeah, and we and this made we saw something incredible for example that one of the riders a so-called world champion didn't know how it worked yes <laughs> we talk and and so, then sorry go, no no go ahead go ahead no, i was gonna say and then poor frankie whatever he did when he went to do his practice and and his oh, knee gave way and he fell over knee. and knocked the bike over and yeah no no but we are talking about the race you know yeah, In yeah the race yeah. uh uh Stu, how can a world champion don't know the rules? They've never had to do it before. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Which which part are you talking about here? Me, me. Oh, he didn't. He didn't Mir. know what happened around a flag to flag race. He was he was saying, really? okay, what, what do we do? Yeah, yeah, because he crashed where in when they he crashed when yeah. they tried to get in uh, after start raining. Yeah. Okay, so he stood up. He saw the bike uh, in the sand, and he stood up and, ra- <clears throat> and ran, ran back to the pit. into the garage. So I, th- I thought he was running back because they were swapping, so he was running back just to get on the other bike. Yeah, but you yeah. have to get, but you have to get... arrive on a bike to be allowed uh, to leave on another bike. I get wire. you, but he, oh, I get you, because yeah, could he not get it started then, or he just went stuff it and running? Yeah, well, no, he just didn't get out after that. <laughs> Yep, you know, he just boy. did four laps. And, but this, imagine a world champion. Imagine all the, the work the mechanics did, did along the weekend. Imagine oh. the money, all the cost of being there. And then yeah. he doesn't know the rules of the sport. He is world champion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Especially if that bike was, was rideable. That bike that, that, he, that he dropped, if he could have picked that up and restarted it and ridden it around and got back, got back into the pits... They're, those guys are going to be livid because he just he didn't even try. He just saw it there. No, turned he and, didn't and went. try yeah. because he didn't know the rules. He thought, mm-hmm. okay, I am close to the garage. I was going to get me another bike. Yeah. And for example, oh, Morbidelli, it took him two laps oh. to return to the garage. Yeah. But he, he knew the rules. <laughs> yeah. So imagine the world champion didn't know the rules of the sport he practices. That's Incredible. For me, that's yeah. the, one of the craziest things that happened during the weekend in which many crazy mm-hmm. things happened. Oh, yeah. Too true. Every, too every true. time I was thinking, too, because everyone was falling off, they were dropping like flies all over the place all weekend. Mm-hmm. Do Turn the people three. in the garage every time they fall just go, like, is that money dinging away? Is it them going, oh, my God, we're going to no. fix stuff? It was just nonstop. Money, money uh, Andra, is for the team owner. In yeah. the garage, I, I wrote yesterday, no, Sunday night, a, story, a little piece saying that in my 26 years MotoGP or Grand Prix, I have never seen the mechanics working as hard as they did in Le Mans. You know, because it was during a, a session, it was 
dry, then it rained, and every time they have to change the bike. Yeah. Change this, change that. So it was for them, every night they were exhausted. They were going to the hotel like, okay, finished. It was a nightmare. So big uh, applause to the mechanics in Le Mans. You know, they are like the non-seen part of the show. Yeah, but they're the real they heroes. Are the one, and they are the ones who arrive uh, the first at the track and the one who leave the last. Yeah, and exactly. in, Le Mans, in Le Mans, they work like hell. So compliments for them. Yep. And it was like clouds, rain, then it was like, oh my God, the sun's out. Oh, look, here comes another rain cloud. It was just... Well, this is Le Mans. Le Mans is like this, you know? Yeah. Okay. Because last time we were there in, uh, remember last year, I think it was October or something like mm-hmm. this. Yes, mm-hmm. October. And the weather was the same as age. As May. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the same as age. Uh, and therefore, the riders... Um, did question Dorna to move the race into the summertime Yep. or close to the weather. And it makes sense because if you look at the calendar, and this is something that has done with, with uh, sense, is that the Northern European races are all end spring and in summer. Because Andra in North Europe, it's a... SH place where the weather is always <laughs> like the this, summer's you know? about three days long. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So in the north we have what Assen, we have the Germans, we mm-hmm. have uh, sunny Silverstone. Mm-hmm. You know, the only race in the north of Europe that is out of this uh, 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 timing is Le Mans. Yeah, and therefore we have always rain and cold. So when is, is there a better time of year? Like we're saying, October was the they, same they weather wanted, as May this yeah, year. No, so Yeah, no, the, the riders, they wanted to change it, uh, swap it with Mugello. Mugello uh-huh. will be in two weeks' time. Yep. They swap. But, you know, the riders, they live like in a fantasy land. Like, <laughs> how do you say, Alicia en el país de las maravillas, in uh, Alice in the land of Wonderland. Oh, Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Can you say yeah. that again? Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> say it again. Alice what? Alicia is Alice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In El País de la Maravilla. In the marvelous wow. country. Is it That's, the, cool. That's beautiful. I'm going to record that and, uh, and use it as my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. So what happened? So the riders, they want to change, but they live in their own bubble. You know, they want to change the circuits. Move this corner because we don't like it. Change this calendar, we, we don't like it. So at the end... You know, imagine if the guy in Mugello, he wants to have that race at this point, probably because there is a holiday or yeah. whatever. But the riders, they yeah. live like, we want everything like... There's no world exists mm-hmm. besides MotoGP. Exactly. Like I say, at the end, for them, the best thing to, to do is to race on the PlayStation because yeah. they don't want rain. They yeah. don't want bumps. They nope. don't want... Cars. They don't, any, they they don't, don't want, want wind. <laughs> so, they don't want flag to flag. Yep. They, they, they don't want they yeah, think, if your name's Rossi, you don't want flag to flag either. That's right. I think that they think that uh, all the world is like a golf course, you know, perfect. Yes, yeah? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so as you as you say, Manuel, so a weekend of, of absolutely crazy events, a weekend of of crashes and excitement and not knowing what's happening in the in the world championship standings. Um, where, where do you want to start? Do you, do you want to start with this guy behind us or is there other people no, in MotoGP let, you want to talk about? Let Super Jack, let's leave it to the end to finish in a high, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll get my shoe ready. L- like, like, like a movie, you know, the movie, you know, that yes, there is yes, a certain yes. place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then it pang. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we, I want to start with Mark Marquez. Yep. Okay. Yep. And now, now, before I speak, I want to know your opinion about Mark Marquez in Le Mans. Andra. Pick me, pick me, pick me. Yes. Well, I felt like it was a repeat of last year when he, the race where he actually injured himself. He went, he was going a little bit erratic and he fell off and it's like that red mist came down and he, I was just like, this is going to end really badly. He was riding a bit silly again and he fell off again. Um, yeah, it was a bit of deja vu for me. Very good. Stu? I think it was just bad luck. <laughs> With all, all the other Bad riders. He, yep, yep. He knows what his pace was. It was early in the race. 
He wasn't suffering from fatigue and pain in his arm. He was doing okay. Um, yep, in his yeah, he was making it. He was doing his own lap times that he felt comfortable doing, and just like everybody else, he just um, came came around that corner and hit the hit the gas too hard, and it just made a, an error of judgment. Everyone makes errors errors of judgment. I must say, I did have that thought, not to back what I said before, but um, I remember sitting there going, "Yeah, is he just more comfortable?" going faster than everyone because i sat there and went he's riding crazy compared to he's everyone a very, else very very good wet weather rider yeah. but maybe it's because he's comfortable at a faster pace than what they were yeah all right manuel school manuel. us school which, us Mr. which one of us is right which one's bullshitting <laughs> okay first of all i have to say if i would have to write a headline it would be in spanish we say do what i say don't do what i do Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's what you always tell your kids. Yep. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> say it in Spanish now, though. Quick, say it in Spanish. Haz lo que digo, no lo que hago. How much better does that sound than English? Well, it's <laughs> well uh, Thursday before the race, Mark Marquez press conference. No, because I realize that I am not ready. I realize that I have to take it with patience going step by step, building up my physical condition. La, 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 la. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sunday, I am completely, completely, uh, how do you say, with Andra in his first exposure. Yep. The script we saw in Le Mans was exactly, exactly the same script of Jerez 2020. Was I right on that bit? There you go. Yeah. We recorded that, yeah. but, but exactly. I'm waiting for the but. And look, then if you go, you can watch the races in two in two ways. Okay, just looking at the, uh, at the TV and accepting what you hear from the TV, mm-hmm. the commentators, yeah. or you you can do like me that I am a. Demented, you know, I am, I am I'm demented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed. And then exact obsessed is it's yes, but when it goes to a mental problem, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so after the race, I saw what what happened. And I heard Maverick's comments after the Maverick, uh, sorry, Mark's comment after the race. He said different things. One. I could not control myself. Mm-hmm. It was a ne- yes. Uh, from before the race, my manager Alberto Puch and the to- and the team told me, "Take it easy." Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. So then I I take all the the numbers of the race and the story is the following. Look, I have written this or no i have said this in an italian tv program and people on social are massacring me but i don't care (laughs) because it's the reality because it's down to number at the end it's my opinion but it's sustained on numbers okay Mm -hmm. if you watch when marquez comes out in the change of uh, after with the rain rain bike with the he gets out and he's first right and Mm -hmm. there he goes how did he get out first because he's smart or he's t- he makes he a just, quick change. Yeah. He's very yeah. fast at that bike swap. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think we all thought, wow, he will Here win. He yep. can yeah. win. Yep. If you'll go to the to the timing, first lap mark was the fastest, second mark, and then the third lap, Quartararo and Jack were already catching up. Fourth lap, they were catching up. Mm-hmm. So and he's then, seeing that on his timing board. Yeah, or he saw on the on the boards. He understood, so he pushed and crashed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then he picks up the bike and look at this. When he picks up the bike, he's in position 18th. Mm-hmm. Then in eight laps, he recovers to Jack Miller, 11 seconds. Yeah. In eight laps. Phenomenal. And Jack was the leader. Mm-hmm. He recovered 11, 11 seconds on these conditions. 
there were there were laps where he was two seconds faster than Jack. Yeah, I was seeing that. I was I was thinking, wow, is he that comfortable at that pace? That's that's amazing. Yes, comfortable. We saw when he gets to the eleventh position, in front of him is Valentino. Valentino is twelve seconds ahead of him, mm. so he didn't even see Valentino physically because it. But instead of saying, "Okay, I am done," he kept on pushing. Yeah. If you go to his uh, lap timing, you can see this on on the website of MotoGP.com. You see his lap time. It's it was like. 45-6, 45-2, 44-9, 44-4, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 44-9, 
yeah. watching the races at home. And you don't exactly, get points yeah. if you don't finish yeah. the race. Just ask Suzuki. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, this is the situation. Mark knows that he is not physically okay. He's yeah. still a racer. He's ultra competitive. He showed this in the session one in Portugal when he did third position. Mm -hmm. But Mark himself, look, another thing he confesses that is very true. He said, look, I can't help Honda right now in in uh, developing the bike, yeah, making develop the bike, the bike work. Yeah. Yeah. He said, because every lap I ride in a different way because yeah. on, on every lap I have less, less energy and I ride every time the bike different. Yeah, My riding position in different is, ways. Exactly. So he said, everything I can tell them is not worth because mm. it's not real. Yep. So he, it's himself who sees the situation, you know? Yeah. Indeed. So this is the the part of of Mark in in uh, in um, in Le Mans. So do you think that he will? I know I mentioned before about because Jack's doing some work with Cal's wife, right? Is she doing a bit of coaching or a bit of psych stuff with him? Do you think that Mark Marquez will will see someone or get some help, or does he not do? Yeah, that? but but Andra, look with all respects of Lu Lucy is her name. Mm. Mm -hmm. Lucy is a, is not a professional of that, you know. It's more like a, a older sister or mm -hmm. whatever with Jack, yeah. you know. But whatever works, right? Yeah. You need a professional, a real mm. good for, and having a good psychologist is not easy because you don't know. At least the psychologists they are very good in talking, but to get a real one, like in every profession, you mm. have to get a real professional. But anyhow. So would and, Mark Marquez uh, they, do this? Do you think that he would? Like no. we've spoken about it before. No, he, he he lives in an no. echo chamber, doesn't he? Like surely he he's he's not he's not around people that are confronting him with having to do this. He's he's, he's around people that yes, that, Mark, uh, yes, Mark, exactly, yeah, mm. and they've seen him win eight world championships no, and, 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 all, I mean, and all to all say the same. The the argument of all almost everyone is. In this way, he has won eight world titles. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he can keep with his virtues and try like a diamond to, you know, to, to polish the diamond. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Everybody is uh, susceptible to improve. Mm. Yeah. But I, yeah, who knows? He, he might... He might race this year mid-pack and then get back up to full fitness next year and come back like a monster next year. Who knows? But I think that the, the, the core that I see is if he doesn't change his riding style this year, he's not going to win this year because he's not going to win going balls out this year when he's that much out of practice and still coming back for an injury. Yeah, look, physically, he he is uh, not ready. We saw yeah. him. And did you see the image of him getting out of the box after the mm -hmm. race when the cameras came in? Mm -hmm. This is the first time uh, Marquez has not faced the cameras yep. since he has arrived at the championship. Yeah. So he was really upset. He didn't want anybody to see what how how he felt we saw. Yeah, what exactly. came later, we didn't see. In my opinion, and this is something subjetivo, subjective mm -hmm. yep. is his frustration came not that much from the crash but that he understood he realized perfectly that he had thrown away the few yeah. chances he had for the championship he threw them away by not having control himself it's this is my, yep. my, lecture, my how I read this you know yeah question does his dad ever go in Alex's box Yes, of course. Does he? Whenever they show him, he's always in marks. No, the father is very with both. No. Um, Alex came sixth. He did, yes. Yeah, did a good race, yes. Mm. I like him. Look, and as, as a person, Alex has such a different personality. You know, Alex is crystal clear. You know, and he's... Mm. Uh, he's he faces the wrong moments and the good moments. And maybe sometimes he is too sincere, mm -hmm. but he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Nice. Good. I, nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's top go. Honda. Let, Very good. 
Uh, Honda. Honda is another disaster Grand Prix. It's an oh. absolute disaster Grand Prix. Yep. Uh, we have seen that the rider who came into the garage to cover Marquez back until he got ready, finished once again last of the Honda riders. Mm -hmm. And then this... Um... No, I can't say that word. Well, Alberto Puch, after the... <laughs> On Monday, look, look, the... You know, Pooch is like a hi. You know how these guys in the TV that telepredicador. You know this, uh, the guys that in the TV speak about now oh, because God it came. You know this church. Oh these, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, like a televangelist guys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so like a yeah. he speaks empty, empty sentences. Look, yep. Monday, Alberto Pooch said, "Somebody who is a champion will always be a champion." Meaning that Marquez is Marquez. So I would like to question it. Do you say this also for Jorge Lorenzo, world champion? Yeah. Do you say also this for Alex Marquez, world champion? Mm -hmm. Do you say also this for Paul Espargaro, world champion? Do you say also this for Johan Sarko, world champion? All riders you hired that were a complete failure. You mm -hmm. idiot. You understand? <laughs> yes, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> How do you so say idiot he, in Spanish? Idiota. Idiota. <laughs> idiota. <laughs> we just add an A. So it's tricky. <laughs> so Honda is, uh, look, to, to just to realize the confusion Honda is in, you had just had to have a look in the garage of the two Honda teams. Mm. There were so many different bikes. One, there was one 2021 bike, mm -hmm. there were 2020 bikes, there were hybrids between one and another. Yep. So they are. I think at one point there was four different bikes out there. Every bike had a different, a different spec on it. Yeah. And Mark said, I think uh, he said something like, okay, enough with brother's bike. He's racing his 2020 bikes. Mm. Yeah. So, yep. but they are still confused. And, and Honda basically, look, and I also spoke with uh, Paul Espargaro, and I said, you know that they had a test Monday after the Spanish Grand Prix? Yep. Right? So I asked him, uh, Paul, did you try, did you work with your bike to feel more comfortable? He said, no, I didn't have the chance. I was testing things for, for Honda for 2021. Oh, God. They're in, they're oh. in trouble, aren't they? They are in trouble. Yeah. And it's true, this season for them is like gone, okay? Mm -hmm. So they should work to come with a strong comeback for 2021. Yeah, I think so. So. so the riders are basically test riders now. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, what about Suzuki? Is Suzuki in trouble? Suzuki, amigo. <laughs> Suzuki. Because Alex you know, Rins, yeah. He, he, I, well, I, I tell you all the time, I, I wait for him to crash every week. You, you know, we have already spoken about Mir's unbelievable incident. Mm -hmm. Rins, what can we say for this? Why can't Rins he stay on? He, he comes out of the box and he crashes 200, 300 meters coming out of the, yep. of the box. Yep. First corner out of the box. It was corner four. He said, no, normally at that corner, corner four was the exit of the chicane, right? Mm. The entrance is a left-hander, then you yep, turn yep. right, Left and then you go down the hill. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so he comes out of the box. You come out just at corner three. So you get on the track after corner three, and then you turn four. And he said, well, I just touched a little bit the brake to turn the bike, which normally we don't do in the race because we brake at corner three, and then mm -hmm. we turn around. And the bike just went. Congratulations. So... He came back, jumped on the bike he had left in the garage. But which was the problem? That bike had a dry setup. Yes. Yeah. They only changed the tires. Mm -hmm. So he went out with a race, a power curve for dry. Mm -hmm. He went out with suspension for dry. Mm -hmm. So there he goes out. And how do you say? For Christ, idiota! Uh, what, <laughs> idiota! That's what you say. How you say idiota? <laughs> if you do, if you have had two crashes, the two races before mm -hmm. you crashed the last five minutes before, I think, 
I don't know if I expect too much, but you think, okay, I have to take this bike back into the garage at the end of the day. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I did enough. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes again, por favor. And the worst of this, the worst, is that after the race, you saw Mir. Mir was really uh, embarrassed. He was, you know? yeah. He was upset, embarrassed. You saw his face like mm -hmm. it was unforgivable what he yeah. did. Yeah, he knew he stuffed up. Yeah. And Rich comes out like having come from the swimming pool. Yeah. Let's go for a party, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it did this. Hey. You know? Yep. Exactly. He's used to it. That's why we call him rinse and repeat. So what happened and, when? Sorry. Sorry. And then this, the situation in Suzuki is what we say. The situation in Suzuki is clear that they are missing David de Brivio. The former yes. manager. Suzuki yes. is now a ship without a captain. Mm -hmm. Everyone pushes for their own. You know, I can imagine. Mm, nobody has to tell me that there is a big rivality between the crew chief of me and the crew mm -hmm. chief of Linz, and each yep. one has every back. ship okay. needs a captain. Yeah. yeah. So, and so we spoke about that at the beginning of the year, didn't we? So this is potentially that those first signs coming out that yeah, it's it's not going well. Look, we last year, remember how many times we spoke that Suzuki was the perfect team. Everything was running perfect, no conflicts. It was like, you know, Alice in the Wonderland, how yeah. we go back. Yeah. <laughs> like the other side of Elseman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now nothing seems to work. And okay, it it is the riders who do the mistake, but there is something there that, you know, there is missing somebody who who puts all together, puts takes all together. the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Crikey. So when yep. Mia Suzuki. Mia messed up, it was there a penalty or was he not like he obviously ran back and jumped on his bike? No, no, the bike was probably the marshal had picked up the bike and taken it off off track. But so mm -hmm. like so when you were saying that he didn't know the rules. Obviously, he's not allowed to run back. He's meant to ride the other bike in and switch it. But because he'd crashed, did he just go, he oh. ran back and got on the bike and off he went and he just lost a lot of time? Or was there repercussions that he didn't follow the rules correctly? No, 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 no. He just left the bike and went to the garage. He yeah, can he, do that. But then yeah. he has not, he cannot think in jumping on another bike because you have to arrive with the bike into the garage to swap bikes. Did he jump yeah. on the other one and go? No, he didn't get there. Oh, he didn't go back they out. Didn't. No, when he oh, arrived, he probably, his, probably his crew chief told him, no, 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 it's you're not idiotic. that way. You're yeah, idiotic. What, what are you doing? No. <laughs> oh, I thought so, he went but, back out. But, yeah, this is the situation of Suzuki. And then what I didn't uh, so smart was mean uh, quotes after the race. He came out and said, yes, I did a mistake. It won't happen again. And then he says, but Suzuki has also to improve. <gasps> no, yeah. no sense. No sense. You can't know? help himself. In the heat of the moment, he probably didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, Kids these no, days but, can't take responsibility for their actions. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't try to hide your mistake behind yeah. probably mistake yeah. of others. This is another story. Own it. That's another story. Mm -hmm. I exactly. Basically... It's like if you have a discussion with your wife and you put it on Facebook, so everybody knows. It's the same. But we don't do that. Isn't that normal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to. I want to quickly touch on uh, Danilo Petrucci. Good ride from him. Best best ride of the year from KTM. Basically, Fourth? really really good. Fifth. Um, oh. Yeah, finished really well. It, it was you know if it was wet, it was always going to be a good ride from from Petrox. Um, but do you think that's like him him finishing in fifth and Ika in ninth? Do you think that's good for the KTM team, or is it is it bad for the KTM team that they didn't do any better even in the wet? Well, I, I uh, before the Grand Prix, we know that Petrucci is number one in the wet. Yeah. He and Jack are the two fastest guys. Yep, this exactly. Yep. And I spoke with Iker, and Iker also told me that he was pretty fast on wet. He was, he really wanted uh, to be wet race. And we saw that it worked for, for both. So it was a result that gave a certain push, push to take three. You mm -hmm. know? 
the factory team that Brad is lost at this moment. Yeah, yeah, he's and, very lost. And Oliveira is crashing too much. I spoke with uh, Danny Pedrosa, and this time it's Danny Pedrosa. <laughs> and, he told, <laughs> and he told me something very, very, well, to understand some things. He told me, look, uh, Oliveira and Binder approach things in very different ways. I don't know if I've told you this before. Uh, Oliveira, he builds his performance up. Yes. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Working, working, while Binder goes out and just, okay, what comes, comes. I react in fact. So, you know, these are two very different ways to approach. When it happens in wet, probably the building up is safer than going out and see, okay, let's deal with what comes, right? Mm. And probably something of this is behind Brad Spinder really bad uh, performance in France. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and Peko, good good recovery ride from from Peko. Realistically, he could he could have very easily slipped back and um, and and you know finished a lot lot further down. But to finish fourth in in that race and you know still be up there in the championship, fantastic. Yeah. Andrew. If he if he didn't have his double long long lap, he would have been on the podium. There you go. Because he did naughty speeding. He if you if you look at the lap chart. Mm-hmm. In lap three, he was 19th. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Started in 16th, right? Dropped to mm, 19th and then, yeah. So somebody in Ducati or home has a connection with San Peter who opens the the skies Mm -hmm. and let the rain fall. That was like, (laughs) you know? Yeah, clearly they didn't. They didn't tell St. Peter to make sure that they pressed that bloody pit limiter button when they when they went in the pit. Both of them, for God's sake! What's yeah? Because what, he was your understanding? 19th. He was nineteenth on the dry, and he mm-hmm. said that uh, along the whole view uh, weekend they had tried to fix the bike on dry and he couldn't. So St. Peter pressed the button, and all the situations changed for him. <laughs> then, from that point on. Uh, Peko did another mature race like in Portugal, remember? Yes, yep. And there is another thing. Look, if you have another look at the race, have a look how uh, different the Ducati performance were, was with compared with the other bikes. You know, the electronics of Ducati worked so well. Mm. You know, there was no sliding. Every time... There was acceleration. They were pushing forward. While, for example, uh, Fabio, his bike was um, spinning a spinning. lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that. Yeah, they looked very smooth. It's, they were perfect. The electronic for that condition were perfect, which allowed Peko to come slowly because and Peko was clever not to to take his time. You understand? Yeah. He yeah. was my well, rider of the week by far. Not. Yeah, Peko came came slow and finished fourth. Fantastic ride for Peko. And now um, we have only done five races out of 19, correct? Mm. But I think that we agree that at this moment, the championship is basically red, Ducati yeah. red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Manuel, tell me though, because it, it's not usual for Ducati to win on that track. Is that correct? They hadn't won on that track. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Petrucci won last year, didn't he? Yeah, no, but you are completely right. But, Ducati is by far we the best bike on the track because it has been fast on tracks that were not good for them, yeah. like Jerez, like here. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. been competitive everywhere. Yep. And with different riders with different styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With it's not Jack, the same rider that's dominating. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, with Jack, with Peko, Zarco appeared again. And here I want to point something. Look. Until now, we have. Banyaya hasn't won the race, right? But he is second in the championship. Mm. Only one point. Smart riding. Yeah, Mm. Sarko has been on the podium, apart from, uh, well, in three out of the five. Yeah, three times. And then we have Jack that has won twice. If you see, have a watch of them and realize, until now... They are like mates. Yeah. They don't feel they don't feel like the other one is his rival until now. 
mm-hmm. you know that hey jack how are you doing and sarko yeah. yes we are friends no because but they don't have the feeling like wow this is the guy to beat no mm-hmm. not yet you understand Bet they do now yep <laughs> <laughs> and you know when it will start in mugello mm-hmm. yes in yeah, mugello is the yep. home is yep. the home uh, of ducati and they have to win there and mm-hmm. winning in mugello gives a ducati rider a different status yeah yep so there amigo there the rivality will arrive mm-hmm. exactly yep. yeah nice okay so let, let's let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the podium guys obviously um fabio for him as he as he said that third place on the podium was like a win he yeah. he'd always said that he didn't like those mixed conditions he doesn't like the 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 flag to flag format. Um, very good, very good performance. You reckon it was a mature performance from Fabio? Look, I think that uh, it's clear uh, that Fabio is at this moment the fastest guy on the track. Yep, that's very clear. Mm-hmm. He could have won, he has won two races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have won easy in in Spain. He was a winner until the arm block. Mm-hmm. In Le Mans, on the dry, he would have won. Yep. Mm-hmm. And on the wet, it was an astonishing performance. What you say is true. Is true. Probably, ha- after having finished third, it was still his best race of the year, yep. including the victories. Mm-hmm. I think so. So for me, for me, the, the only thing is that he has had the rain and then there are pumps problem. For me, compared to last year, that there was not a clear dominant Dominador, dominant, dominator, yeah, dominator. Yep. I think Fabio is clearly the fastest guy, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not Beko. Beko is a steady guy. Mm-hmm. It's not Zarco that is going up and down. And now Jack is probably his biggest challenger in terms of speed. Yep, but he's consistent. But he's up there consistent. Yes, Fabio is is a uh, is very very strong. Mm-hmm. In the case of Jack, it's it's amazing. Look, normally. Uh, you know, the people who understand about racing say that after the first win, it makes click, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jerez was not the first win of, of Jack, but it was the first normal win. The other one was on wet and so on. Yeah. And Jack is now another person. And it was his first win on that on the bike. On that bike. Yeah, on, on a dry position, on mm-hmm. dry conditions. Mm-hmm. So you can see him speaking, his attitude. Now he feels the, the gunman of the village, you know, the, yep. big, the, the kid, uh, yep. Jack the kid. Jack the kid. Yeah, Jack the kid. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Is that our title for this episode? <laughs> Jack the kid. Jack the kid. <laughs> but nice. you're right, something switched in him. As we, yes, as, as we, all, I think we all said would after that first win, that that weight's fallen off, and he's like, "Yeah, I can do this." Yeah, and you 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 can see or you can feel it in his quotes and how he he faces the interview. You know, he feels like, "Hey, ha, I am Jack from Northern Australia." Yeah, I was saying, I think I said to Stu too. I love because we've all spoken before that Jack he adapts his accent depending who he's talking to. But yeah. I feel like yeah. this is real Jack. He's talking. Aussie, normal, Jack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For me now, before I understood everything, now it's like... Now what? I can understand him. Yeah. yeah, now we can understand him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll translate for you. It's all right. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And then about Peko, Peko is what we said. He's steady Peko. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not a guy that excites you by seeing, but he's there. Probably he's doing mm-hmm. his job. Very well. Exactly, yeah. He's such a quiet achiever, isn't he? Yeah, he's, look, uh, people who excite when you see them riding actually are Jack, are uh, Fabio, Mark Marquez, always. Yes, even Paul is very aggressive Mm -hmm. riding, Mm -hmm. but he's steady Peko, you know? Probably because with them, we're like, (gasps) where Peko's just doing his thing. does his way. He, bang, 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 there he goes. Yeah. And 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 then we have oh we haven't spoken about Yamaha, Zarko. have we? No, no, no we we're talking about Zarko yet. Ah, Zarko. Zarko is is a character on his own. He mm-hmm. cannot oh, yeah. be cl- 
he cannot be classified any, anywhere, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the alien Zarko. <laughs> yeah. He, I like him so Zarko. much. I like him because he's a complete outsider. Complete yeah. outsider. Yeah. In his attitude. Look, a friend of mine, a journalist, went to his house to do an interview. Mm-hmm. Sarko told him, hey, stay here for dinner. Then Sarko pushed out the guitar and with his brother, they started to sing. The brother on the piano. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you imagine Vinales or Jack playing a guitar or the piano? Jack probably would play it with a hammer or something like this. No, Jack... Jack would play guitar, but he would play like, I feel like Jack would play like Credence Clearwater. Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. John Fogarty, that, that sort of thing. That's what he'd be playing. Put the do. goon bag on the clothes. Anyone that's not in Australia, I want you to Google the, I think we've spoken about this before. Goon of Fortune. Goon of Fortune. It's a game we play in Australia yep. where you get a bag of wine and you peg it to the clothesline. We have a, something here called a hills hoist clothesline. It spins around and you stand around in a circle and you spin it and if it stops in front of you, you drink. Wow. <laughs> Great game. Real uh, far west, far west yeah. style. Oh yeah. That's, oh, yeah that's, sure. that's Jack. That would be Jack's. Yeah, indeed. Um, right, let's just talk about Yamaha. Yeah, indeed. So although Fabio was on the podium, wasn't really a very good weekend for the rest of the Yamaha riders, was it? Oh, what? Rossi? Yamaha, didn't Rossi finish eighth? Rossi, Rossi, Rossi. No, Rossi 11, finished 11. behind behind the Okay, really? Yamaha. 10th and 11th. Yeah. Uh, Yamaha. Yamaha eight. is five races, and it's clear who is the boss, right? Yeah. In Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Very clear. Very clear. Uh, I remember that before starting the race, before starting the championship, Vinales was kind of the reference rider of Yamaha. Okay? He had more experience, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Fabio, before he said, I will do all the necessary to turn into the reference of that box as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. This was an off the record. Yep. Job done. After, yep. Is there yeah, exactly. anybody who, die, who doubts after five races who is the one? Not who, at all. Who is the bo- Not at Vinales all. can choose whichever box he has. Vinales says, oh, I'm jumping into Rossi's box. To assert dominance, you can have that. Fabio is just going to kick your ass on track every single week. I thought he was going to do better this weekend. I thought he was due a good one. Who? Planet didn't align. Maverick. I just, I was like, he's he's due. No, Maverick, at at least he was sincere because after the race, he said, well, uh, this uh, today, Fabio has been more brave than me when it started to rain. Oh, Mm. wow. Yeah, it was a, another way of saying, "Well, I did it in my pants," you know, when I saw the <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly, yeah, in my leathers, Indeed. in this case. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. And I got my leathers I tell you dirty. something. Look, I don't know if you agree. Look at this. When we see what is happening in Yamaha, I suddenly thought, "Okay, remember last year what what we were saying about what is happening in the factory team? Nothing works." Mm. Fabio on the satellite teams is doing better. Then yep. we were criticizing the work done in the team, in the factory Yamaha team. It was not the team. It was the riders mm-hmm. yep. that were the yep. problem. It yep. was, the problem were the riders, not the team. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as a guy, the fast guy has arrived, the team works. Yep. Yeah. So the problem were the riders, not yeah. the team. And this exactly. is what, Picked what, apart. What, Picked apart. what Fabio is has taken out you know yeah exactly and what happened to frankie he he twisted his knee and then he went out in the race and um and and came off and hurt his knee again i had him on a stretcher and everything yeah and then next minute they were doing the next lap and you're like someone's fallen off it's like no it's frankie pushing his bike trying to get it to go like was a lap or two after he took it took him two laps to return on the on but he returned Look, yes. the Frankie, did you see the incident with Frankie in lab in the opening lap or not? Which yeah, where, where he, he went down and hurt his knee. Yeah, but you know what happened? No. Look, it was very it was very interesting. Again, that, that's why it's good to see the races second time if you have mm-hmm. time. If you don't have three children like Andrew does. <laughs> you just give him a can of drink and leave him in the other room. <laughs> Look, the story is the following. At this point. 
Paul Espargaro tries to overtake. Oh, yes. Country. And he, he, yep. Okay. They are like this, right? Like mm -hmm. this. So suddenly, Morbidelli arrives in the inside and was, wants to do to Paul the same what he's doing to Valentino. Yeah. So three, three bikes don't get through that. Yeah. <laughs> no place. So, you know, physically, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens? And, and Franco probably doesn't do it on purpose because he just mm. out, lost the breaking point. Yeah. And just he got in. He, he hit Paul Espargaro. Paul Espargaro lift the bike, hit Valentino. Yep. And Frankie just was lucky. Right and dodged it. Yeah. Crossed. <laughs> yep. With, luckily, he didn't take anyone with him. Yes. Yeah, you know? Very. But it was as simple as a triple overtake, a triple impossible overtaking. Yep. You know, and, and something that normally can happen at the start of the races. I wouldn't, it's a race uh, incident, basically. Racing incident, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. just a, yeah, one of those opening lap, opening couple of laps. Just Do you guys, well, I'm noticing now, and I'm, the more I watch this, the more I'm into it, and I'm, you get that physical response when you're watching. But I feel like every race, I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And you like, hold your breath for the first lap or two. Because yeah. it's just exciting. It's, it's you know, the, yeah. the first lap, imagine being inside that, you know, no, hearing a lot of bikes around you, knowing that here come here and another one don't. Mm -hmm. And being the first lap, you can't push too much because the tires are not yep. enough. Yeah. Oh. So you have to find the perfect compromise. And this, for example, and this is again in a personal opinion, is where Vinales fails. You know, in the first lap, he's never, he has never the confidence. Mm. Let's say this in an elegant way. Yep. He has never the confidence to push because the tires are not warm, while others go just like bang, go yep. for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. As as Jack was saying for the for that entire race. Every time in a turn three, he just closes his eyes. Oh, he doesn't have any confidence, but he still yeah. just went for it. Mm -hmm. You you gave me you put in front of me a highway now, Stu, with that sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you know the difference. The difference between Fabio Quartararo and Valentino Rossi. You can resume years. In, in one sentence that Quartararo said on Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Quartararo said, you know that on Q2 he did the pole position, right? Yeah. He came out and said, look, the condition of the track were disgusting, wet, dry. But in that five, you said, but I thought, this is France, my home circuit. Yep. Or pole or hospital. Yep. When it all been it. <laughs> Then my question is, do you think that Valentino is going to think like this? Never anymore. Never. You know, no. somebody like this thinks when you are 20, when you are looking for your worst title, not when you are, when you have nine world titles and you are 42. Yeah, that's, that's the luxury of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you are, Jack would do this, you know, I have always my best example of what I can imagine is the corner one at Phillip Island, Stu. Oh, yeah. So, there is the typical corner where I can imagine that you have to close your eyes to get in mm -hmm. there, full gas, mm -hmm. because you don't see the corner. It's a blind corner. So Valentino won't close the, the eyes anymore. Why should mm -hmm. he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But the others who want to get one of the nine things he has, mm -hmm. you know, Fabio just won't. He's ready to do anything what is needed. Yep. Manuel speaking about Rossi, Rossi, Rossi. What was the, I noticed after we did our thing last week, obviously it was the topic of the week for anyone, yep. anyone that has anything to do with writing then, or talking about MotoGP. News. Um, what's the feedback been like from that? And I know you put out your story about him and what's the general consensus been? What, what are the opinions? About? About, about Rossi, Rossi, about Rossi, and and you know what you wrote about him in your last story, and what we spoke about. No, people, I insist, people keep asking, and Rossi, and Rossi, probably the guy, the guy in the gas station here on, 
uh, on the side of my house. When I go to buy bread, the girl asks me about Rossi. That, <laughs> yeah. If I go to the hairdresser, they told me how is Rossi. Mm. It's the question that comes and comes because people just don't want they still, they, to finish. Yeah, they yeah. still want to know. They still want to hear about it, don't they? Yeah, and Rossi is Rossi. You know, he has done this big... and Look, he has been here for 20 years, right? Mm. So in the last, the people who ask me might be how much? 40, 45. For 20 years, they have been linking motorcycle racing with a guy called Valentino, who is mm -hmm. funny, who is nice, who is, you know? Mm -hmm. So for them, Ross, here, they don't know who is uh, Mir. They don't know who is Mir. Yeah. Much less who is Rins. Much less who is whatever. Valentino, mm. Rossi, everyone. Knows. My mother, who is 87, asks me about Rossi instead about me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So are, on, yeah, on that. Oh, yeah, you go. You go, Andrew. No, I was just going to say, it feels like people are starting to come to terms with that this, this party is almost over for him, though. Yeah. But it's, so. nothing, it's nothing to be ashamed of. No, mm. God no. You know, because people, oh, poor Rossi, poor Rossi, no. No, it's Rossi a new chapter. Life. It, it's life. It's, it's. He's no, and he's going, he has nine mm. of yeah. this year with, with, a, of this year with a diploma, FIM diploma, nine of them. Yeah. Mm. That's a exactly. nice, that's a nice drawing of you, by the way, Manuel. It's a, it's a lovely picture. <laughs> a nice caricature. I love so, it. So talking, talking about the next stage of Rossi's life, I believe we got possibly, a little bit of uh, starting to, well, so I think it's still rumor at the moment, but we're starting to get some clarification that maybe this next next chapter of the VR46 story will uh, be on a Ducati. Stu, we have said this here, um, how many episodes before? One, mm -hmm. two, basically. Now, yesterday, I in Italy, the big Italian sport newspaper comes out. Yep. It's, it's done. Bezzecchi and Marini will be the riders. Something that we have said here. Nile mm -hmm. tempore. It says in, in Latin. Nile tempore means long time ago. Yeah. And then you read the article. Ba, 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 ba. It's basically all what we have said here. And then he said, the only thing that lasts is the signing. So nothing. Yes, so it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so no, no. Yep. So but... at the end. <laughs> Interestingly, I, I was hearing that um, as as you took great lengths to explain to us last week, and, and our heads were exploding, trying to sort out the uh, the issues with rider movements and all that sort of stuff. Um, the the comment that I did that I did read is uh, in why it is Ducati and, and not Yamaha was because there were disagreements in in rider movements. So it seems like potentially that whole Morbidelli movement thing might have been the, the breaking point that, that forced them to go with Ducati. Yeah. Maybe, yes, could be an option because it was like VR46 working against one of the riders. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was the situation. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can say, I can imagine that somebody who will be at this point quite upset are the people of Petronas, you know, because oh, yeah. yeah, they have been like we say here in Spain, like it, they were like the second plate, you know, like, okay, yep. we think all what you have done doesn't count. Mm -hmm. We will think about continuing with you or going with the others. Yeah, now, it's, it's like they were the girlfriend and then some other pretty girl came along. So they talked to that pretty girl, but that pretty girl didn't want them. So they went back to their old girlfriend. Exactly. It's like, wait, what? Are you going to come back to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. More <laughs> or less, yes. <laughs> but you, like that? You, you like that? You like Everyone analogy? around the world can understand that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So, all right, look, we've, 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 oh, we've gone over time again, as we always do. Before we, um, before, before we do wrap up, Quickly, Moto Two also only one point in the in between the top two in Moto Two. Um, Fernandez and Gardner, what a uh, that that that's that's looking like it's going to be a stoush between the the Red Bull KTM uh, IO team there that's for the rest of the year. That's a happy team, isn't it? Yeah, that's a very happy team. What are you what are you hearing out of um, out of Aki IO's team, Manuel? I think. What do you think? We can leave this topic for next week. 
Oh, yeah, we've got a whole Ooh. week next week, yeah. Yeah, in the preview of Mugello, but I leave you a... Just think about something. Mm. In the last two years, eight top guys in Moto2 left Moto2 and swapped to MotoGP. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all the fastest guy in Moto2 left. Now, just think about it. Don't you think that the level in Moto2 isn't that high? But isn't that normal when they all go up? Yes, should be normal. Churn, but look, churn, you, there yeah. is a sign. There is a sign. If people, rookies like, okay, can, let's imagine that Raul is very fast because he beats, wait, mm. uh, Remy. But we saw, we are seeing Ogura in the top. I agree, yeah. Yeah, Ryder Hui Moto3. If you go to through the list, there are, in my opinion, the level in Moto2 isn't that high. You know, the riders, because some riders who came for Moto3, they are suddenly fast in Moto2. Mm. Yeah, mm. who's the who's Look, the point? Who's the, um? what's the word? Benchmark. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, is there, is there a benchmark or is it more because the whole group are... No, but you, you uh, think who left Moto2 in the last years? Mayaya, uh, Mir, Morbidelli. Uh, Marini, mm-hmm. Bastianini. Yep, Bastianini. Mm-hmm. Yep, they oh, were yeah. they were the benchmarks. The only person who's Martin, left who's really Martin. Jorge Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah, the only person who's left in that in that that group is Bezeki, realistically, uh, and he was you know there there mm-hmm. or thereabouts. Yeah, um, yeah. But on the paper, the fast guy, the reference, the benchmark, like should be Sam, but Sam, yeah, is uh, is uh, getting back to the. Old Sam, the one who the, crashes this, too much. This he last lost week, a bit of control. He did lose a bit. He did lose a little bit of control. Is he getting in trouble for that? He took Chavi out. Sense. He took Chavi out. No, I'm not. I'm not hearing that there was there, there no. was any oh. uh, any penalty for it or anything oh, like yeah, that. But so. l- let's let's uh, reflect about this. I think next week we can approach, right, and have. Uh, I'm going through the numbers. Maybe I can check the the um, performance. Yeah. Are we going to do a moto? Are we going to do a moto two episode next week? Yes. Let's do what? Not too long. <laughs> yeah. not, not too long. Yes, not too long. Maybe. <laughs> Indeed. Are we going to have any guests next week? You think? Oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's see. Let's see let's... if we arrange somebody. Yeah. And especially somebody who has a very good link with Moto two and Moto three. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's see if we can do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't say name in case of. Yeah, he's this person is PC or whatever. Yeah, he or she, or, no, she yeah. <laughs> or they, Frank Courchamps. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. All right, guys. Wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Again, thank you, boss, for giving us all the inside line. Andrew, before we go, you got any messages for the uh, for the viewers and listeners? Like and subscribe and share. That's it. Hit the notification bell. Tell all your friends about it. Um, please engage with the uh, with the episodes. To, Put some comments down. Let us know what you think. Uh, tell all your friends about it. Manuel, uh, where can they go to go and get the uh, the latest news on uh, on MotoGP? On there we go. That's it. I have a, I have a, some good stories I want to write about. Nice. And uh, let's see. I have. I think. I have something in the oven that could be pretty interesting. Oh, well, you better hurry up and finish this episode and get out there, get it out of the oven then, indeed. Sounds like <laughs> a nice lunch. Indeed. All right. So, look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you all in a week. We've got a week off, so we, we're going to go and talk about some Moto2 next week. Um, but then we are back off to Italy after that. So let's, let's start thinking about who's going, fast Manuel? in Italy as well. Are you going to be there? Yes, and I'm going to my favorite pizzeria. Ooh. Oh, we need photos. Have I told you the story about the pizzeria or not? I've no, photos. Look, normally on Sundays I finish pretty late, right? It's about because I have to write for a lot of different mm-hmm. papers, newspapers and magazines. So when I leave the press room, it's midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. If you write for all these different ones, do you write one article and then plagiarize it, or do you have to write separate articles that are really different for each of these? Yeah, no, it depends what they ask me to write. Or just different languages. <laughs> no, I write in Spanish oh. and English, but somebody wants to know about Remy Gardner, 
the Italians obviously want to okay. know. Okay, so they ask you. They say, "Give us him, give us a story about this." It's not you. Exactly. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Please continue. So one o'clock, and normally I do always finish with my colleague Italian Giovanni Samani. Giovanni. Okay. So we leave the press room one o'clock in the morning, starving, starving. So uh, drive after having started at eight o'clock in the morning and finished at midnight. And then suddenly we go uh, in front of a pizzeria where a man was sitting on a chair. There he was sitting. And so we stop, <laughs> my friend stops and asks him, uh, do you still serve pizzas? And he said, he looks at him and what do you think I am doing here at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah, cool. And, and we ate at one o'clock in the a.m. Uh, in the morning. Fantastic, you know. Yep. And there I realized, and it, this is an absurd thinking that has nothing to do with the races, but people who do restaurants feeling what they do, for them, it's like serving food is something that, you know, gives them satisfaction giving a gift giving it yeah it's yeah. not like having a, a mcdonald's no yeah people really think it's like i'm giving the people the pressure of giving mm -hmm. food to them you know yeah yeah this Pretty is cool. very italian this is very italian but he was a rossi fan <laughs> uh, he was i don't know he, the pizzas were yeah. very good he was a peco uh. fan Brilliant. <laughs> All okay. right. Absolutely wonderful. See you again, Hefe. It was good. I know you enjoyed seeing seeing the shoey. Um, yeah, wonderful Aussie Jack. He outback Jack. He, he got a, a shoe full of tinea and champagne. And I'm sure everybody around the world loved hang on, it. Hang on, hang on, Stu. The last thing, the last thing. This is yeah, funny. In the Spanish TV, they say, Wow, first time after uh, Casey Stoner, a double win for an Aussie. Yep. And then I was thinking. Were there any Aussie after Casey? Could there have been other in another way? <laughs> oh, I think they were talking yes. about Ricardo. No, Ooh. no, no. So it's the first first rider to 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 win two races back to back after Casey Stoner. Oh, I thought you were talking and, about the yeah, yeah. After Casey Stoner, and there was no other. But he's <laughs> he yeah, he's the, he's the first rider after Casey Stoner. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It was funny. They interviewed him on Australian TV the other week, and they had no idea what they were talking about. And I'm no. like, come on, like get behind it. Yep. That's right. Over <laughs> yeah, over over here we have uh, we have Kevin McGee doing the commentary on oh. uh, on the sports channel and he calls Fabio Fa Fabian. Fabian what? <laughs> Fabian Fabian Quattararo. I like the yes. way Tara, uh, Tara Rushton uh, says Quattararo. When, when you Quattararo. hear I hear motogp.com, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I try to copy how they called Augusto Fernandez. What did they say? I don't know. My tongue doesn't... It's not oh, kidding. really? <laughs> you have to I record it and send it to me. Why don't you call him by his name? They're going to give all, they're gonna have to give all the Fernandez people number, like call them by their number yes. instead of their name. Fernandez A, Fernandez B. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Incredible. All right, mate. You go and get go and get yourself some uh, some some lunch. Have a have a glass of vino. I've been into the. I've been showing everybody here. Look, I've been into it. Where is it? Oh, you can't see it, Jack. Can't see it. There we go. Look. There we go. I'm into the I'm into the French wine today. Yes, so I've been, I've been into the, into the uh, the French drop of red to uh, to keep it to keep it very Authentic. topical. So yeah, you go and you go and have one of those, mate, and then go and have a bit of a siesta, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> See you next Certainly. week. Ciao, ciao. Adios. All right. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye.